welcome. You're listening to the podcast of First Church in Vacaville, California, Pastor Timothy Wisnett. We are so glad and honored that you would join us today, and we pray that this message you're listening to is a blessing to your day. We want to invite you to visit us online at firstchurch.app to get connected with us and learn about our service times. We hope to see you at a service or a special event sometime soon. If you have your Bibles and would turn with me to the book of Isaiah chapter 64. Amen. Isaiah chapter number 64, beginning, we will read verse number 6. Amen. While you're turning there, amen, I do want to say we are so, so blessed to have all of our guests with us today here at First Church. Would you welcome them again? I know you've done it already, but we're so glad you are here with us. Amen. Don't leave too quick. We'd like to get to know you and uh, talk to you a little bit. And uh, if you're over 50, you are blessed because today there is a luncheon for you. That's what Life Ministry is. And so they've got some food prepared, and it is always fantastic food. If you're on a diet, well, today only, there's no carbs or calories in this food, no sugar. Amen. Praise God. <laughs> Y'all going to have a great time. Amen. I want to, off the heels of what Brother Garza said, I'm going to tell you, our ladies looked like y'all had a blast yesterday. And it was, I want to say thank you to my wife. I, I can't remember who all went up there with her, Sister Tanya. Yeah, the whole crew. Matter of fact, raise your hand if you went up there Friday and helped her decorate Friday and Saturday. Amen. Thank you so very much for all of your help. And because uh, it was great. Our guide stuff, we, we do shooting spitting and things like that it's all fun stuff but man y'all look like Taj Mahal put together amen Isaiah chapter number 64 but we all we are all as an unclean thing and all our righteousness are as filthy rags and we all do fade as a leaf and our iniquities, like the wind, have taken us away. Let's read that again. But we are all as an unclean thing. And all our righteousness are as filthy rags. And we all do fade as a leaf. And our iniquities, like the wind, have taken us away. Amen. That is such a holy God and a righteous God that at our best, it's just disgusting rags. Amen. And then he says, we all fade like leaves or iniquities or, or our sins like the wind have taken us away. I want to preach to you today from, from this thought for just a little while on from rags to riches. From rags to riches, amen. You don't got to leave here in them filthy rags. You can leave here today with the riches of God's goodness in your life, amen. Look at somebody and tell them, I'm going from rags to riches. Would you pray with me right now? Jesus, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your presence, for the incredible move of your spirit that has already happened here. I pray that you would touch each and every life and each person that is here. Lord, I pray your word would go forth. Speak 
through me, God, to your people today. Lord, I pray somebody's life would be changed and turned around by the power of your spirit and the direction of your word. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said amen. And would you give the Lord thanks one more time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. Amen. Tell somebody one more time. I'm going from rags to riches. The phrase from, from rags to riches is one that, that we all no doubt have heard before. Um, it was written uh, by a man by the name of Horatio Al Alger Jr. He coined the phrase and then made a name for himself in the late 1800s. Um, Mr. Alger was the author of novels for boys and became famous for his stories about boys who, who rose from poverty to wealth and fame through hard work, virtuous living, and even by luck. He devoted much of his time and money to helping orphans, especially orphan boys and runaway boys in New York City. The name Horatio Alger is still used to describe fictional and real-life individuals who achieve rags-to-riches success through their own efforts. I believe that we all love a good rags-to-riches story, don't we? We love to hear how a local boy grew up in poverty and through hard work and struggle fought his way to the top of the mountain, and it does our heart good to hear those stories. We love to hear the stories of the young lady who fought her way through all kinds of hardship and worked her way through college and pulled herself up, well, I was going to say by her bootstraps or by her high heel straps, and is a success, and we love to hear those stories. I think the reason for that is it gives us hope as well as, as our condition, whatever it may be, that if we will do the right things and if we'll hard, work hard enough and catch a few breaks along the way, then, then maybe... I will be a big success like this person that I've heard of before. Because if it can happen for them, surely it can happen for me. And if I'll put in the work they put in and I'll put myself in the path of opportunities that they did, then hopefully that will be able to happen to me. Amen. We're motivated by these things. We love to dream about being a big success someday. And, and I want to say there's nothing wrong with that. Amen. God wants you to be a success. As long as you're a success by his measure and by his definition. Amen. Because you can be a millionaire and be a failure in the sight of God. For what profited a man if he gained the whole world and lose his own soul? The success is putting first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. We, we like to think of what it would be like not to have to worry about money. Not to have to worry about work anymore because you hit it and you're doing good and you're, amen. Wouldn't it be awesome to wake up and know there is enough money in the bank that I don't have to worry about anything else for the rest of my life? Or at least finances. You'll have to worry about the leeches after that. All the shell corporations that need your money. We'd like to think about what it would be like to be like Scrooge McDuck and swim in your bank vault full of gold coins. Anybody remember Scrooge McDuck? Ducktails, woo. 
we think about what, what would it be like to put on your snorkel and fins and swim through gold coins? That's five and six, seven, eight stories tall. What would it be like to have that kind of money and to be that kind of success? And I think it would be safe to say if any of us attain, in this room attained that kind of financial wealth, we would all be a rags to riches story. Nobody in here was born with a silver spoon in their mouth. Nobody here got everything handed to them. But this has been a success story of people that put their head down and put their shoulder to the plow and just work and know that we are here today by the blessings and the goodness of God. But I, I, I want to preach on a, on a spiritual aspect of that. And I want you to know that in this simple message here this afternoon that going from rags to riches is closer than you think it is. Matter of fact, I want to tell you that before you leave this place today, you can go from rags to riches. You may have walked in here broke. You may have walked in here feeling abandoned and hopeless, but I want you to know before you leave here this afternoon, you can walk out of here, amen, not in your pitiful garments and rags, but you can leave here with the riches of the goodness and the blessing of God. Because every one of us in this place at one time or maybe still are in that pitiful condition, amen, that is correctly described by the word rags. You see, the Bible says that all of us were born into sin and all of us were shaping into iniquity. None of us escaped the filthiness of sin and the rags of our degradation. We are all sinners. We are all in a pit of sin. We were all in a horrible condition and in that sinful state, we had on nothing but rags in the sight of God. The prophet Isaiah said, we're all an unclean thing. To be unclean in biblical times meant that you had a leprosy. If you were in that condition, you had to leave your home. You had to live outside the city. Amen. That was our nature before we met Jesus. We were not physical lepers, but we were moral lepers. We couldn't live inside of God's grace and goodness. We lived in our sin. We abound in our sin. Amen. We were cut off because of our sin. Amen. Isaiah goes on to say that all of our righteousness is as filthy rags. As good as we thought we were, we were nothing but filthy rags in the sight of God. As a good person as you think you may be, amen, we are nothing but filthy rags in the sight of God. Our ways are shameful. Our deeds were filthy. Not only did we have on rags, but they were also filthy rags. My sin displeased God. It repulsed him. Amen. Rags may be used around the house for the purpose of cleaning. How many tear up old t-shirts or throw away old towels as soon as they get stained up? I can't stand it. My, my wife will throw away a towel when it gets spots. I like to use them for the truck cleaning the vehicles. I can use them for stuff. But let me tell you something about filthy rags. They may be good for cleaning. Their purpose may be for cleaning, but their purpose is not for covering. They're inadequate for that purpose. 
when we try to cover our own sin and take care of things our own way, it's like trying to cover the beauty of a house with the filthiness of rags. Rags are unsuitable and rags are unsightly. And if you want to get in a place where you can remove those filthy rags, you need to find the riches of God's goodness and God's mercy for your life. In our text, it says, we all fade like the leaves of autumn and our sins have blown us all off the path that we should have been on. How many's ever found your iniquity blow you off the path that you should have been on? When we try to cover up with rags, it's a temporary covering. All leaves eventually fade and all leaves eventually blow away. This was true of my life before I, before I began to give my life to God. This was true of your life before you found Jesus and trusted in him. But I want to tell you the rest of the story today. I want to complete the picture. I don't want to leave you hopeless thinking of only uh, fading leaves and only thinking of filthy rags. Uh, you see, I want to give you the other side of the story. I want to take you not just to rags, but also to riches. For there is a covering this afternoon that will completely remove the stain of sin from your life and from my life. And as impossible as it may seem, as unseeming as it may seem, I'm telling you today, you can go from rags to riches. You can go from filth to cleansing. You can go from sinner to saint. It's possible to be covered today with something else besides filthy rags. It's possible today to be covered by something else other than our own attempt at righteousness, which is religion. Amen. You can be covered by something else today. And the covering that I'm talking about is the covering of nothing else but the blood of Jesus Christ. For Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 7 says, In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 13 says, But now in Christ Jesus, ye who were sometimes afar off, are made nigh by the blood of Jesus. Do you feel cut off? Do you feel like you've been pushed away? Well, I'm telling you, the blood of Jesus can pull you in. The blood of Jesus can draw you close. The blood of Jesus will take somebody who was once filthy and make them clean. Amen. Amen. Colossians chapter 1 and verse number 14 says, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. First Peter chapter 1 and verses 18 and 19 says, for as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things, amen, like silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers. Verse 19 but with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot because you weren't purchased by the corruptible things of this world. You weren't saved by the religion and the traditions of man, but we are saved by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. I've come to tell somebody this afternoon, the blood of Jesus can break any stronghold in your life. The blood of Jesus can sever any generational curse. The blood of Jesus can break the bond of any sin or addiction. There's nothing like the power of the blood of Jesus. 
old song says, what can wash away my sins? What can make me whole again? Oh, precious is that flow. That wash is white as snow. No other fount I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. I've come to preach to you an old-fashioned message this afternoon. Thank God for counseling. Thank God for relationships and 12-step programs. But I've come to preach to you about the blood of Jesus that'll do what no man can do. That'll do what no program can do. The blood of Jesus will take you from rags to riches. First John chapter one and verse seven says, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. I apologize. Praise God. I apologize if it isn't profound enough, but I'm telling you as simple as it is, what you need is the blood of Jesus in your life. You don't need to repeat some fictitious sinner's prayer. You don't need to shake the preacher's hand or join the right hand of fellowship of the church. What you need to do is come to an old-fashioned altar. Call out to the name of Jesus. Ask him to forgive you of your sins. Have them washed away in the waters of baptism and rise in a newness of life and being filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost because I've come to tell you that at our best we're filthy rags. Oh, but that's why Jesus came. He came to shed his blood that we might be covered by his blood. The blood of Jesus, it's a clean covering. Everybody say it's a clean covering. The blood of Jesus is clean and pure blood. It will wash all your sins away forever. Forever. How many of y'all have ever had a stain come back? I, I, I took my shirt, I took a shirt in a couple weeks ago that, that I'm sure I didn't do it, but there's a spot somewhere on there. Positive it wasn't me. And I took it in and I told him, I said, I got a stain right there. Can you get that out? No problem. We'll get it out. I got it home, looked at it, and I thought it got out. And I looked down again after wearing a little while, and that sucker came back out. I didn't see it the first time. And so I thought, well, them jokers can't clean it. I know how to clean it. And I got some shout. Not, not that kind of shout. I got, I got some shout. Because they say shout will get it out. Some of y'all need to shout so you'll get out. Uh, some of you shout, so you, I ain't talking about the sinner coming out of sin. I'm talking about the saint coming up out of depression, coming up out of the funk and the muck and the mire and the pitiful situation that they're in. Sometimes you got to shout just to get out. And now, yeah. 
I took a, I took that shout and I shouted it out and I scrubbed that shirt and I, I soaked it and then I, for good measure, I put a bunch of bleach on, it was white. And so I put a bunch of bleach in the water. You can smell bleach. My house smelled like a swimming pool. And I put bleach in there and I let it soak and I got it out, hung it outside to dry. Amen, my white dress shirt. And I got it and I ironed it myself, which I pretty much iron, iron everything comes back from the cleaners anyway. And I ironed it out and, and I looked at it and I went, well, bless God, I got the stain out, praise God. And then we went to district conference and on Tuesday, I put on that shirt and that tie and I get out of the truck and the sun hit it just right. And that same blasted spot was there. Well, I'm gonna tell you something. The blood of Jesus Christ will get rid of every spot of sin. I said he'll get rid of every spot of sin. It's not going to show up next week, next month, not, not next year. It won't even show up at the judgment. Because when Jesus washes it, though my sins were as scarlet, he washes it white as snow. He'll wash all your sins away forever because Jesus was the only pure sacrifice. He was unspotted by the sin of this world. He was unblemished by the nature of sin and his blood was not just any blood, but it was a clean covering. Everybody say it's a clean covering. Not only that, but it's a complete covering. <laughs> it's not just a clean covering, it's a complete covering. Because his blood didn't just do half of the job and leave the other half up to you, but his blood completely covers all our sins and washes them all away because it's a complete covering. Jesus doesn't just cover some sins, but not the other. Doesn't, he doesn't just get rid of the little stuff, Pastor. He, he gets rid of all of it. It doesn't matter if it was a little white lie, a little red lie. I don't know why they gave them colors. A little black lie, a little green polka dotted lie. It doesn't matter if it was theft. It doesn't matter if it was murder or fornication or idolatry or witchcraft or wickedness. When you call on the name of Jesus and his blood washes you, It'll save from the least to the most. It'll cleanse the less to the greatest. Not only does he cover all sins, but he'll forgive all people. Ooh, he doesn't just forgive some people, not forgive the other people. His blood don't lose power. His blood doesn't buckle its knees at the sin of some people and not at the others because sin is sin. The Bible says it has no weight. One's not greater than the other. Amen. If he can forgive me, he can forgive you. If he can forgive you, he can forgive me because the blood of Jesus is a complete covering. He doesn't just forgive the liar but not forgive the drug addict. He doesn't just forgive the one who cheats on their taxes, but not forgive the prostitute. He forgives everybody that'll call upon his name. 
Now I'm gonna make you squirm a little bit. I'm gonna make you squirm just a little bit. He'll forgive anybody that'll ask. And I don't even have to approve of them. And you ain't got to approve of them. He'll forgive anybody. He'll forgive the person that stole your Amazon package off your porch. Bunch of porch pirate thieves. He'll forgive them. But he'd have forgave Hitler if he'd have asked. I don't know about, oh, he'd have forgiven Stalin. He'd have forgiven Lenin. He'd have forgiven Mussolini. He'd have forgiven Mao. He'd have forgiven Che Guevara. He'd have forgiven Castro. He'd been forgiven all the mass murderers of history if they would have. You want to know why? Because he forgave Paul, and Paul was a mass murderer. He forgave him. If he can forgive them, he will forgive you. He'll forgive the liar. He'll forgive you. See, the blood of Jesus is powerful and complete enough to cover any sin and every sin. You're never going to stretch the blood of Jesus too thin that it can't cover. because it'll just keep going and going and going until it covers all your sin because where sin doth abound does grace much more abound. In other words, wherever your sin went, his blood went way past that because his blood is a clean covering. His blood is a complete covering. And I want to preach to you that his blood is a continuing covering. The blood that was shed for you and I on Calvary's cool cross is still flowing today. That blood that was shed on Golgotha's hill is still powerful today and it will never lose its power. It will continue to flow and be powerful until the rapture of the church. You see, the blood of Jesus was good enough to forgive my grandma and my grandpa. It was good enough to forgive me. It's good enough to forgive my daughter. And if the Lord should tarry a thousand years, it'll be good enough for my great-grandchildren because the blood will never lose its power. It's a continuing covering. It's a continuing covering. You're never gonna outrun the blood of God. If you need blood for forgiveness of sin, it's here for you today. Somebody shout amen. It's a clean covering. Shout a clean covering. It's a complete covering. It's a continuing covering. Now, let me tell you, it's also a constant covering. The covering that God provides is not a temporary covering. It's not a covering that'll work yesterday, but not today, today, not tomorrow. It's constant. It's not a covering that will disappear for a certain amount of time. It's not a covering that only works while you're at church. It's not a covering that only works when you're at church. 
but it will keep on covering you until the rapture of the church or until you go by way of the grave. So let me encourage you, child of the Most High God, let me encourage you, friend of mine who needs the blood of Jesus, stay under the flow, stay under the blood, stay under the blood. There's power in his blood. And because I know you're asking this question, I'm going to answer it. I got the gift of suspicion. And I suspect you're asking this question right now. Okay, then, how do I get underneath the flow of his blood? I am so glad that you asked that question. That, that question alone shows your brilliance. Because that's the whole point of this message is how to go from rags to riches. You've heard of the 12-step program. You've heard of a two-step, the Texas two-step. But I'm going to tell you the three-step program. Repent of your sins. Be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and receive the infilling of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> what is the story of your life so far? Are you still living in the poverty of sin? Are you still covered with the rags of your own righteousness? Well, why don't you come on over to the riches of the grace of God? Why don't you get out of the filthiness of your own rags and step up under the flow of the blood of Jesus? You can trade today the filthiness of your sin for the richness of his blood. And you can go from rags to riches. All it takes is repenting of your sins. That's the first step. All right? How do I repent of my sins? It's pretty easy. Amen. There's confession and there's repentance. And I think we often get those confused. Confession says, I am a sinner. Repentance says, I ain't going to sin no more. A lot of people get to the altar, but they confess and never repent. Repent says, Lord, I'm sorry for what I did. I'm a sinner. I am wrong and you are right. I need you to forgive me. I need you to cleanse me. I need you to wash me in your blood. I'm asking you to forgive me. And Lord, when I leave here today, I don't intend to go back out and do the same things that I did before I walked in here today. So I'm asking you to forgive me and I'm asking you to save me. That's step one. And then step two, amen, is as important as step number one because step number two is you go down in the watery grave of baptism, calling on the name of Jesus because there is no other name whereby we must be saved. 
Amen. We don't get baptized calling on titles. We get baptized in the name of Jesus because it's the only way anybody was ever baptized post-Calvary was in immersion in the name of Jesus. That's what Peter preached on Pentecost. He preached a three-step program in Acts chapter 2 and verse 38 when they cried out, what must we do to be saved? Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I feel the Holy Ghost here right now. Amen. You say, well, I I, I didn't plan on getting baptized today. I I don't know about this. I I, I was baptized before. Well, then I got to ask you what Paul asked in, in Acts chapter 19. Pastor, when he met those good religious disciples of John, what did he ask them? How, how were you baptized? And they said, well, we were baptized under John's baptism. That's a baptism repentance. Oh, 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 oh. All right, thank God, a step toward God's a, a step in the right direction. But now we're in a new dispensation because Christ has already died and rose from the grave. He's ascended. The Bible says in Acts chapter 19, I believe, amen, verses one through 10, it says when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord because they realized baptism is not a statement of faith for the public to see that you believe, but baptism is for the removal of sin. We don't get baptized because we want to show the world that we're following Jesus. We get baptized because it's the only thing that can wash our sins away, that can remove our sins away. Amen. And if it's important enough to go in water, it's important enough to do it the way the Bible said to do it. And the way the Bible said to do it was in the name of Jesus. And you may say, well, is this important? For me to go from rags to riches? Oh yeah. It's very important. Well, I was baptized one time, but I I ain't even sure what they said. Well, I wouldn't go into eternity on that. I I, I don't think I would I would step into eternity on not being sure. Eternity's a little too long to be wrong. That's why the Bible said, make your calling and election sure. So when I was baptized, I don't know what they said. Well, maybe, maybe they said that. Did they say the name of Jesus? Because that's all that matters. I could care if they said hum diddy hum diddy hum diddy hum. If they didn't say in the name of Jesus. Amen, I'm not trying to preach to convince you in 90 seconds. We'd love to give you a Bible study. We got a $10,000 reward. Amen. Pastor Wasson will give you $10,000 check today. If you can find anybody baptized in the titles Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. It ain't there. It's only in the name of Jesus. And don't you say, Pastor, you're making a big deal out of this. No, I'm not. The word of God makes a big deal out of this. Amen. If you went in being baptized without the name of Jesus, you went in a wet center or a dry center and you came out a wet center. 
When you go down in the name of Jesus, you go in a dry center, you come up washed in the blood. The Bible says whatsoever you do in word and deed, do all in the name of Jesus. I don't understand these churches. They'll pray for their food in Jesus' name. They'll pray for the sick in Jesus' name. They'll pray for everything in Jesus' name. But when they get in the water, they won't do that in Jesus' name. And so when you follow the second step, there's a third step. And that's called receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. Because Christ lives, we can live also. Because he's alive, we can live. We don't have to hold you under the water until the last bubble comes up. We put you under the water. We lift you up in the name of Jesus. And the Bible says you rise and walk in the newness of life. It is symbolic of coming up out of the grave because that's what the water is. It's symbolic of the grave. You come up out of the grave and you rise to walk in the newness of life. Oh, I'm so thankful for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Would you stand with me today? You can go from rags to riches. But you got to start with that first step. Calling on the name of the Lord. Repenting of your sin. Well, pastor, I just, I just want to get baptized. We got to do the first thing first. Repent of your sins. We, we can baptize you today. We fill it up with water. We got clothes to change into, towels to dry off. That ain't a problem, but it all starts at an altar of repentance. It all starts by coming before God and exposing your filthy rags and saying, here I am. Everything I try to fix, I mess up. How many has ever tried to fix something, you made it worse? Some of you saying, fix something, try my life. This is where you get God involved because it's nothing but filthy rags. But if you'll get up under the flow of Jesus, of his blood and his cross, it'll take you from rags to riches. Would you close your eyes and lift your hands with me right now? I feel the precious touch of the Holy Ghost here. I feel God moving in this place. And in just a few moments, I'm going to open these altars. Amen. And I believe there's going to be some folks that are going to come down here. And the blood of Jesus is going to be applied. Amen. They're going to begin to repent of their sins and call out upon the name of the Lord. I may believe that I believe there's some that may be having some sickness in your body and you need a miracle of healing in your body. Amen. Maybe you're going through something right now and you need a touch from the Almighty God. I'm telling you, you can go from rags to riches. It's not the will of God that you live in the poverty of depression. It's not the will of God that you live in the lack of joy and peace. Amen. But it's the will of God that you walk in the riches of his blessing and the riches of his blood. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, pray with me right now in the name of Jesus. Continue to pray. God's getting somebody ready. Come on, God's getting somebody ready right now. Hallelujah. He's touching somebody's heart. He's touching somebody's life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. If you're ready to go from rags to riches, I want you to come meet me in this altar right now. If you're ready to go from rags to riches, I want you to come meet me at the front right now. We want to pray with you. We want to pray with you. You need a healing. You need a miracle. 
You need forgiveness of sin. Come on. Come on. There's room at the cross for you. Are you willing to step out? Are you willing to move forward and say, yes, I need it. I need it. I need it. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. There's a flow. The blood of Jesus is in this place right now. Precious is that. Oh, that makes me white. On, it's time to go from rags to riches. It's time to go from rags to riches. That's it, right where you are. Just begin to pray for mercy. God, forgive me of my sin. Lord, I want to be washed clean.
Hallelujah. While we're still praying, if you need a healing in your body, just raise one hand up high. We want to pray with you. Hold that hand up really high if you need a healing in your body. If you'll turn around, keep it up. Turn around and see somebody near you with their hand up. Would you move to them and begin to pray with them right now? There's healing in this place. Amen. Keep that hand up until somebody comes to you. Keep it up. Somebody in the back corner there, Sister Gaylene. Some of you ladies go back over there. Amen. They got their hand up. Begin to speak healing over them right now in the name of Jesus. Speak healing right now. Declare it in the name of the Lord. Yes, 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 yes. Get under the flow. It's the blood of Jesus that makes us whole. That cleanses us. That washes us. No other fountain. No. There's healing moving in this place right now. Salvation's in this house. Mercy's in this house. There's a renewal of the Holy Ghost for you.
Thanks again for joining us for this podcast. It's such an honor that we could have you, and we pray you were blessed by the word today. We want to stay connected with you, and so give us a follow on our social media pages on Facebook or Instagram. You can find all of those on our website at firstchurch.app. You can also stay connected with us through that uh, website, and you can download it as an app on your phone from there. And so until the next time, we pray you're blessed. Have a great week in Jesus' name.